Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Tomorrow's International Women's Day, part of, of course, Women's History Month that we've been celebrating here. And joining us to discuss the many contributions of women, particularly in our global economy, is Utah's Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson. Lieutenant Governor, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Boyd. It's nice to be with you. Wonderful. It it is a uh, an important mark. It's the twelfth annual Women in International Business Conference. Again, as part of International Women's Day, the World Trade Association of Utah will host this event. Tell us just a, a little bit of your involvement and uh, what we expect to see tomorrow. Well, uh, I, I think um, just in general, it's a it's there's been a really big push over the past few years to make sure. Um, that we are are paying attention to recognizing um, women's voices and how important their contributions are in many aspects of society, not just in government. There's been a big push there, but also in business. Um, it's it's really interesting um, to to see the the data that shows that um, women-led businesses are so much uh, they're so successful, um, so much more so really than uh, than than. Uh, investors who invest in, in women's businesses, women-led businesses, actually get a greater return on their investment. Um, and yet uh, the percentage of w- women-owned businesses that get that sort of capital, that, that outside capital and support, are, are it's a much, much smaller percentage than the men-owned businesses. So um, I think these, these conferences are really important to help women connect with each other, to help women and, and men business leaders connect with each other, um, to make sure they're, they're laying that, that networking, that groundwork, um, and finding ways to, to be collaborative and to um, make sure that, that their voices have a bigger impact um, nationally and globally. Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, you uh, alluded to in your inaugural address, which was both the first uh, inaugural address for a lieutenant governor and first for a female lieutenant governor, uh, you talked about how critical it was that uh, women are at the table and have a voice at the table and not just to talk about women's issues or to have minorities there just to talk about minority issues. Uh, it's really about broadening that and bringing all those perspectives to the table for uh, really better solutions. Right. Right. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, Forbes magazine published a study last fall that showed um, that uh, that women led teams are more collaborative um, they create a more positive work culture, um, and, and they, you know, they do this by helping to break down some traditional barriers, including, you know, providing better access to childcare. Um, they're more likely to offer equal pay, um, and, you know, these are 
these are positives that, that occur when women are in these positions of power when they lead. Um, these, it, it's a, it fosters a better work environment. People are more satisfied with their jobs. Uh, they're they're like more likely to stay in their jobs, uh, less um, employee turnover. Um, so really, uh, it's it's beneficial to everybody, everybody in the workforce, everybody who's investing in businesses to make sure that they're identifying those barriers, breaking down those barriers, because that collaborative approach, um, the um, the perspective that women bring to the table, um, in as you as you said, in in all areas, not just in yeah. quote unquote women's areas, is really important and it's beneficial. It's beneficial to the economy and it's beneficial to society in general. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, you've been a a real champion, particularly of small businesses. And uh, we always say that it's entrepreneurs that really drive freedom around the world and they need that support, whether that's uh, through government getting out of the way or getting the right kind of investment, as you've been talking about. How are women making a difference in small business? Uh, Well, we've seen, um, especially over the past few years, this sort of awakening, so to speak, of of, of women entrepreneurship, um, and and uh, and it's it's exciting to see. We're seeing this this kind of in, in every um, aspect of society, but especially in in businesses. Um, we have seen over the past, especially the past couple of years during the pandemic, that really did t- tend to disproportionately affect um, women who had to, you know. C- stop working or, or, or cut back their hours so that they could take care of kids. And, and you know, when all the kids were home, being homeschooled for, for those few months, and that was really hard on, on women. But I think what, what it's done that's really positive here, especially in the state of Utah, is it's helped employers, it certainly helped state government, identify those traditional barriers um, that, that may be arbitrary um, and, and see better ways to do things. Um, we've increased a flexibility for employers or employees. I know that um, private businesses have done this too. They have, uh, there's a lot more people teleworking now. Um, We have seen an increase in uh, paid parental leave, for example, certainly on the state government uh, level. Um, We have uh, identified here in in my office, we opened up a new program last year uh, for state government and other businesses are doing it as well. Um, called the Return Utah Program. And this is an opportunity for people who've been out of the workforce for an extended period of time, um, certainly men and women, but, uh, but you know, there are a lot of women who participate in, in this program. Um, people who've been out of the workforce for a long period of time, being able to get back in without starting clear down at the bottom of the career ladder, um, providing mentorship opportunities and, and skill building and relevant experience to put on their resumes so that they can um, enter the workforce with confidence. Yeah, I, I I love that you pointed out that we we learned a lot during the pandemic in terms of what we can actually do. I I know a lot of us used to think you know if, if we heard a, a dog bark in the background or if one of our kids you know screamed at us while we were on a conference call, it was you know cause for major contention. I think everyone just realized that's really not a big deal. We could <laughs> we could deal with all, right. all of those things. And uh, one of the things that you mentioned uh, there, Lieutenant Governor, is uh, the mentorship and that connection. I think that's been an area that has been lacking uh, on both sides, both men being able to and willing to mentor women in their workplace and also women mentoring women. Uh, And I know that's been a a big focus in terms of what you're doing. And I know you've got a lot of great people around you that are trying to encourage that uh, for both women in the workplace and especially for our young women uh, in STEM and in some of those other opportunities. 
You're right. And, and it's, you know, it's one thing to be able to see other women leading. It's another thing to um, experience that, that hand, uh, that hand up. Um, and, and it takes, as you mentioned, not just women doing this for other women, but men also. Um, when, when women have access to these leadership opportunities, they often work really hard to open the door up for other women so other women can succeed. But it, it takes men uh, in these leadership positions to do the same. And it, and it really takes um, a concerted, deliberate effort to do this. It's really easy to just kind of um, you know, keep the status quo and, and, and business as usual. It's a lot more work to say, all right, we're going to start building a pipeline. We're going to deliberately reach out beyond those who we typically reach out to and make sure we're expanding that network, casting it wider so that we can, can reach more people. Um, I, I think it's been exciting to see this expansion of the net, so to speak, in state government and in businesses. Um, I, I don't think that we as a state government necessarily lead. We, we usually follow. It's the private sector that is doing a lot of this leading out uh, in these areas. And, and it's exciting to see um, opportunities. But, but it's important for state government to do this as well. We're a family-friendly state. And so, so often it seems like being family-friendly means um, that we it's, – it's exactly opposite of what it should be. Instead of making it easier for parents to be working, for mothers to be working, um, it, we, we make it hard because we, we think, well, we don't want them. We want them home with the children. And, and certainly we want that for, for those who can and want to do that. I was a stay-at-home mother for 13 years as well. But, um, but we also need to recognize that when we don't put reasonable family-friendly policies in place, we are being family-unfriendly. It's the very opposite of what we claim to be here in the state. So we have been making strides over the past few years, I think, and we're doing better um, to, to, to do things like expanding paid parental leave uh, for state employees and um, telework and flexibility and, and just looking at the way we do things a little bit differently um, or can do things differently in the state. Um, the governor, Governor Cox and I also, when we came into office last year, we wanted to not only look at the wage gap and see, do we have an actual wage gap in the state of Utah, but we wanted to look and, at the opportunity gap. Are we promoting people to leadership positions? Is it always just the same people in those leadership positions, or are we expanding and giving opportunities to other people to be able to experience um, what, what it is to lead um, in, in those spots? So. I think there's a lot of things that we're doing well, a lot of things we could be doing differently, and it's exciting to see um, conferences coming together, groups coming together to focus on that mentorship, to focus on the good, positive things that are happening out there and how we can expand and improve upon them. Fantastic. Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson, thanks so much for joining us today again. Tomorrow, International Women's Day and the 12th Annual Women in International Business Conference uh, here in the state of Utah. Lieutenant Governor, thanks so much for joining us today. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, a crucial conversation on your young people and their mental health. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.